Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, John Nothing, and tonight I have something special for you. Tonight we're going to discuss mass psychosis. Tonight's episode is brought to you by the letter P for psychic epidemic. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, tonight's episode, I uh, actually got most of the material from a YouTube channel called Academy of Ideas. Now, um, if you uh, get a chance, go ahead and uh, subscribe to that channel. I am too. Um, I love their stuff. All right. Now, the reason why I stumbled upon their uh, content was because I typed in mass psychosis, as the uh, title suggests. And it turns out that the video that they posted just reiterates the things that I was already trying to confirm. All right. So I said, why not uh, go ahead and uh, present the ideas that they uh, that they've gathered together here? All right. And so we're going to talk about mass psychosis. You know, we're going to try to define it. What is mass psychosis? Right. Um, what causes mass psychosis and what's causing our mass psychosis? Because the whole reason for this video, guys, is because I have observed the behavioral patterns of the U.S. and most of the Western world. Um, and from a top down view, it looks like mass psychosis. It's the only way to describe the uh, chaotic state that we're in. All right. So that's what I have for you tonight. We're going to discuss mass psychosis and how it's affecting us currently here in the Western world in the United States, 2023. All right. So we start off tonight's episode with a quote from Gustave Le Bon, right? And the quote says, the masses have never thirsted after the truth, right? They turn aside from evidence that is not to their taste, preferring to defy error if error seduces them. Whoever can supply them with illusions is easily their master whoever attempts to destroy their illusions is always their victim we've seen this we've seen this over the uh the uh, the elections right uh whenever trump supporters you know they didn't want to see trump for who he was right i i can tell you right now that you um you know after his whole term is over and biden's in who's not any better uh by any means but you go look at his his track record, right? And you say to yourself, these people voted for him. You go to Wikipedia right now and you look at his track re record. You know, right? You know, you start back at 1968, 1971, whenever he jumps into his dad's company and you say to yourself, oh, OK, so he basically uh, jumped into his dad's company and immediately started doing bad business and then was known throughout the 80s for doing bad business and then became a. A significant figure in a, in a public eye you know in the early, late 80s early 90s so much so that he became a, a figure on the uh you know a cameo on, on the simpsons not a cameo but they just made fun of him on the simpsons and you know simpsons was pioneering you know uh the parody of, of people you know and they almost got sued a couple times for it right so they painted him as a villain you know that he would be the last person on earth to become the president of the United States. And so they used him. Of all people on earth at the time that The Simpsons was making the episode, they, they chose him. All right. There are plenty of people that have ran for president since the uh, inception of The Simpsons. But they chose him as the ultimate evil villain that could possibly be president. And he just fit that, that, that archetype. Okay. That Lex Luthor archetype. So The Simpsons casted him as that. And yet here we are, you know, in the future. And he is he became the president. So 
imagine the transformation of society from the early 90s till you know the 2020s all right and so that's what i'm saying is that the <laughs> the mass psychosis is real okay all right so let's go ahead and let's get into it okay so it starts with us all right and now according to carl Jung, carl young's one of the pioneering uh psychologists of our time early you know 1900s um according to you know psychologist carl young the greatest threat to civilization lies not with the forces of nature nor with any physical disease covid um but with our inability to deal with the forces of our own psyche yes as you saw with the pandemic actually the disease was hella contagious but with the misinformation with the uh poor leadership poor organization the lying you know the megalomania right poorly handled the whole world was affected by it right we were already in a state of vulnerability because of our mass psychosis right all right so right when we look at it from the top down we start to see you know the the wolf-like you know state of humanity just just eating each other you know just cannibalizing itself you know and it's because of a psychic war that's going on here not psychic as in powers but like as in the mind is crumbling right some sort of menticide which we'll get into later right and, and it says here from young um you know our wolf-like tendencies come most prominently into play at those times of history when mental illness becomes the norm rather than the exception in the society in a situation young terms as a psychic epidemic now i can tell you this that over the past 30 years the u.s's mental health you know crisis has just deepened okay and that's what we're talking about here on this episode is that it's a nationwide thing now when you say to yourself well what is what constitutes mental illness you know you you know the terms that you know you know like for instance schizophrenia or bipolar you know you know those types of uh illnesses well that's not what we're talking about here we're talking about a mass psychosis you know when people have breakdowns and stuff and whenever they do crazy shit we're seeing crazy things all day every day and we're getting really uh numb to it okay and so that's why i'm saying that we're undergoing a mass psychosis and it's hard to see you know if, if you're in it and if you're already affected by it all right in one of Carl Jung's books titled uh, The Symbolic Life, he quotes, um, uh, Indeed, it is becoming ever more obvious, he writes, that not famine, not earthquakes, not microbes, not cancer, but man himself, who's the greatest danger to man. All right. For this simple reason, there is no adequate protection against a, psych a psychic epidemic, right, which are infinitely more devastating than the worst natural catastrophes as we saw with covid we were already under a psych psychic epidemic and then we added you know a microbial academic uh, epi epidemic to the to the mix and that just exposed our vulnerability right poor leadership people just ha having no confidence in in uh the people you know at the top the people that sit next to them you know misinformation left and right you know social media you know running rampant you know with with crazy types of information you know pitting men and women against each other you know husband and wife against each other 
mom and dad versus kids, you know, their ideals. I mean, just craziness. All right. So let's talk about what mass psychosis is. All right. Because the fact of the matter is, look, you know, there's, there's a lot of different types of psychic epidemics, right? There's a lot. But the most dangerous is definitely mass psychosis, right? So mass psychosis, right, um, is an epidemic of madness, right? And it occurs when a large portion of society loses touch with reality. Sound familiar? And descends into delusions, right? Loses touch with reality and descends into delusions. I mean, we literally have people believing that the world is flat. Come on, man. Come on. I mean, we literally have young men and, and some older men believing that women are becoming masculine. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, and there's constant debates and, and podcasts and, you know, YouTube episodes and social media presence of that type of thing. So, you know, people truly do believe that. All right. We have mass psychosis. That That's just what's happening here. You know, this, this, this really isn't a thing of fiction, you know. Um, in the video, they talk about two different uh, mass psychoses that that have occurred. Uh, one of them being the uh, Salem witch trials that that happened here and over in uh, Europe, also 16th and 17th century. And then right now, um, the rise of totalitarianism in here here in the U.S. and also, uh, you know, the world abroad. You know, when you look at the Chinese government, right, you see nothing but that. All right. I mean, like, look at the Salem Witch Trials. You've seen so many, you know, uh, parodies of it, you know, movies made, plays, books written, right? You know, inside and out. It was studied in school, all right? In grade school, we talked about the Salem Witch Trials. It was crazy, all right? We're talking about thousands of individuals, mostly women, you know, who were killed for crimes that they pretty much didn't even commit. They were just, like, being a woman. <laughs> you know, one woman was killed for, like, uh was she like dancing in the forest or something like that yeah even if she was naked still she's not a witch <laughs> who knows what was going on at that particular point in time all right i mean in those cases you're literally talking about you know those women being a scapegoat for the society that went crazy all right um here's another example um look at how many young men uh follow along with uh, andrew tate for instance right now andrew tate uh whatever he's done criminally or not criminally all right the point is is that he's able to affect that many young men's minds at once and he's they're very impressionable and you know there's no one else out there doing what he does the way that he does right and i'm not saying that the things that he says is evil by any means what i am saying is that we are so impressionable why why can we not see things objection you know from an objective standpoint some of the things he says you know is way out of context and they they eat it all up all right and, and that's that's dangerous all right so it's not so much the good the the little bit of good that he does say it's the fact that there's a little bit of good mixed in with the bad which is which makes perfect lies and stuff and uh you know his relationship with women is different for the his his uh his audience right they, they won't be able to achieve that you know we're talking about men young men that have never had any success with women and and he's able to influence the way that they're going to treat a woman therefore 
that and, and that's generations of people that he could he has influence over we're talking about trump having effect on older generations that affects the younger people that are sitting in their households that they're sending off to school all right it's dangerous mass psychosis is very dangerous it could collapse a society collapse a civilization one of the books that the video mentions the delus uh, delusion of satan um uh francis hill he he mentions that in some of the swiss villages all right there are hardly any women left those villages just collapsed all right and that was after the uh, the witch trials are we gonna are we gonna do that again are we gonna not see the see through the veils that we're casting all right all right so young you know he looked at mass psychosis and its devastating effects and you know he had this to say about it you know become you know people become morally and spiritually inferior they sink unconsciously to an inferior intellectual level i i'm gonna pause real quick and let you guys know that this is what happened at the end of rome europe became very illiterate and stupid and they were easily you know taken over right and he also says they become more unreasonable irresponsible more emotional erratic and unreliable and worst of all the crimes the individual alone could never stand are freely committed by the group just like the salem witch trials you know when we talk about like the the slavery thing and and you know um you know in the south like people shooting you know uh black men and stuff and you know police stomping on people's necks and stuff you know police brutality <laughs> we just accept it you know <laughs> come on guys we're undergoing some sort of crazy psychosis of some sort and you know it says here that you know what makes it worse is that like people undergoing mass psychosis they're completely unaware of what's occurring i mean if you're an individual going crazy right you can't you can't necessarily just step out of your brain and look at the shit that you're doing and say oh oops i'm going crazy you can't always do that all right you can't observe your own errors right and so that's the same thing that goes for mass psychosis right it's hard for you to step outside of the collective and see that there's a collective madness so which brings us to what causes mass psychosis all right now before we start on what causes mass psychosis we have to talk about what causes the psychosis in the first place in the individual right now there's there's a whole bunch of triggers for craziness right you know like excessive use of drugs right drugs and alcohol uh, brain injuries as you see with homeless people a lot right other illnesses like hereditary ones right you know these are physical causes that you know they, they cause some concern and that that's you know it can cause you to go crazy all right i mean we, we're talking about physical shit here that makes you go crazy right now that's not what we're talking about here though with this mass psychosis is not caused by everybody getting bopped on the head all right we're talking about psychological factors what are called psychogenic triggers yeah these are the most common triggers for mass psychosis all right so we have identified that you know the society itself is undergoing a psycho psychogenic uh, trigger of some sort right what are they what are those psychogenic triggers are we, what are we going to blame today right are we just going to point the finger at politicians are we going to point the finger at capitalism are we going to point the finger at social media the internet what is it going to be today you know is it taxes is it what is it going to be 
All right. The most prevalent psychogenic cause of psychosis, right, is a flood of negative emotions, such as like, you know, fear and anxiety. Right. When you have a society that's constantly flooded with negative emotions like fear and, 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 and anxiety. Right. Then, you know, it, it drives the individual into a state of panic. You know, when a state of panic happens in an individual, you know, you immediately go looking for relief from that panic because it's mentally too stressful. Right. Nobody wants to sit in a hyper emotional state. Nobody wants to sit in a panic. Right. So we, we look to whatever we can, whatever faculties, whatever, you know, devices that we have to escape escapism, you know. And the escapism is originally triggered by the fear and anxiety and the fear and anxiety is that negative flood of emotions that causes the psychosis and the psychosis is what is affecting us in mass. Right now, don't get me wrong. If you're some sort of Buddha, you know, you can escape from, you know, that state of panic, you know, it, it can by facing up to whatever it is that's causing it. Right. Defeating the fear. Right escaping the matrix or whatever but if you can't do that the best way to escape a you know a psychotic you know a psychogenic trigger is a psychotic break <laughs> yeah guys a psychotic break and society is undergoing its own level you know mass level of psychotic break right now immediately when we talk about the psychotic break you know we we tend to think that it's a state of like you know, even even worse disorder than you had before. Right. But that's not necessarily it. It's like a reordering of your uh, experiential world. Right. The, the objective world around you. You're just reordering it. Right. That's how you're able to accept some things that easily could be seen as delusions of reality. Right. You just reorder that shit. You say, oh, the world is the world. Is, the world definitely could be flat. You know, this is the reason why. You start to convince yourself of shit like that. What the? F You're going to convince yourself that the world is flat after all this time? I mean, if you look at Copernicus and stuff, you know, he had to save his life by pretending that the world wasn't heliocentric and stuff. You know, it, <laughs> Copernicus had to lie <laughs> because at the time, if you taught anybody that the world wasn't at the center of the universe, off with your head. All right. Bernicus. Yeah. All right. So this is guy uh, Silvano Arietti, right? He's got this book, Interpretation of Schizophrenia, and he and he uh, he describes it, you know, in detail, you know, the steps that happen along the way to kind of fall into the realm of schizophrenia. Right. And he says that firstly, there is a, a phase of panic. Right. When a patient starts to perceive things, you know, in a different way, you know, it's frightening account of it. You know, uh, it appears confused. They appear they appear confused and they don't know how to explain what strange how these strange things are happening. Right. Because, you know, they're slipping into this this crazy state. It's like walking through the world under a psychedelic. And you haven't taken shit. Yeah, that that type of that's what schizophrenia starts out as. Right. All right. So. The next step, you know, in, in schizophrenia, you start to see that uh, the patient goes through a phase of uh, psychotic insight, 
right now this psychotic insight is like you know an individual succeeds in putting things together all right it's crazy at first but then they're like all right i can create a story around this you know they're devising a, a pathological way of seeing reality you know which allows him to explain his abnormal experiences you know this phenomenon they call it insight because the patient finally sees meaning in the relationship you know in his experiences all right you know it's like you walk down the street and you see those tiny horses those tiny horses are just rampant they're all over the place right and you're like ah oh, i just i just need to not step on those tiny horses you know delusions right they were, they were freaking you out at first, but now you've made sense of them. You're like, I can move through the space. I just have to avoid the tiny horses. And so you as a sane person, look at this schizophrenic person, you know, tiptoeing down a goddamn street, trying to not step on tiny horses, right? He's able to, you know, traverse down the street. He just has to make sure that he steps over his delusions. That can happen on a mass scale. I'm not saying it's going to look exactly like that. But what I mean is that you already seen that there's people that believe the world is flat <laughs> here in 2023 when we have satellites surrounding the planet. <laughs> Top down view. They have every excuse in, you know, in the world as to why that's fake. The moon is fake, blah, blah, blah. OK, so, you know, that delusions of grandeur, you know, can happen. You know, eighth grader syndrome, you know, like if you, from anime, eighth grader syndrome is whenever a kid is uh you know he believes that he's some sort of superhero or super villain or whatever you know kind of like when you were a kid like in grade school and you used to play power rangers with your friends yeah like that eighth grader syndrome walking down the street as an adult but the mechanism here is that you know the delusions in other words allow the panic-stricken individual to escape from the flood of negative emotions because remember the, the negative emotions is what's causing this in the first place right you know, but, uh, you know, all this has happened at, at the cost of losing touch with reality and reason. Right. So so that's where that, you know, that whole system of panic break, you know, comes into play. Right. Now, it seems like I'm jumping to the extreme with talking about schizophrenia and, you know. What, what would this even look like, you know, in our society today? You know, situations like this, what would they, what would they actually look like besides the whole rushing the white house you know um people believing in flat earth you know what else is out there all right because remember we're talking about mass psychosis here and they're triggered they're started by psychogenic triggers right that are you know um that typically are you know they show show themselves as like you know a flood of negative emotions right and when you're flooded with those negative emotions you you clam it up you know, you don't face the fear. You, you basically have a psychotic break in some way or shape. And that through that psychotic break, you you uh, accept the delusions. Right. You know, so if I told you that the government is, you know, storing kids, <laughs> they're taking kids from families and stuff. That's fucking crazy. You should be alarmed by that shit. You're not. You're not alarmed by that at all. That's fucking crazy. That's, that should be a reason to rush the White House. You're taking Mexican kids from their families at the border, man, and putting them in whatever, like kid prison? Where are they? Where are those kids? You heard about them. Where do they go? Did they return to the family? Did you ever find out? No. You don't care because you're accepting that as norm. You're accepting that. All right? You're, you're under a psychotic break on a mass scale. No one is talking about it hush hush about it if we just turn a blind eye to it turn away from our fears and anxieties right you get it 
that that should that should be a clue to you that we are under a psychotic break those things that normally alarm you you know those things that those crimes that you know you typically wouldn't be able to get away with you know because we've already seen world war ii and holocaust and stuff all right we've already seen that you know prison camps and stuff for all sorts of type of people get the uyghur people over in china there's not much we can do about it you know immediately but you know they're literally in a prison camp we have mexican kids in prison camps here in the u.s we're not even reacting or flinching we have an uptick a hell of an uptick you know in meth and fentanyl in the u.s there are towns that are just riddled with that shit all right we have an uptick and human trafficking yeah we have people in jail in romania like tate who they can't even find evidence on it they're really just stealing his property this is all just a big joke to them obviously because corruption reigns but we also have a, a, a union of states that ignores the the human trafficking that happens here in the u.s it's completely underfunded all right your your daughter your mom your son could walk from school to home and be snatched we don't give a crap all right that's where we're at in the world all right so let's look at this from the top down view right let's take the individual if a panic flooded you know um individual you know you know panic triggered with flood of uh, negative emotions right you know in a weak person weak vulnerable person it can trigger a psychotic break in that person right then a mass psychosis you know can result when a population a whole population of weak and vulnerable individuals is driven into a state of panic by threats that are either real imagined or even fabricated when the state lies to you when they have doctors lie to you when the doctors have been lied to people just go along go with the flow right and that just keeps happening just a complete circle jerk right then you have mass psychosis man when we start to do crazy shit and we don't even know why you know look at the way that we did the uh the covid injections right the vaccines that was crazy that was fucking crazy if from 2020 march 2020 um to uh august of 2021 you know a whole year and a half if the if the vaccine was created you know by that time by august of 2021 that would have been the fastest time in all of human history they created a vaccine before that all right barely using any wartime powers right so that means that they passed it without very much without good enough testing so we were the guinea pigs it's the first time in human history right and also when it came down to shutting down the economy shutting down the uh you know the economy as a whole so that we could actually practice herd immunity if it was if there was a time to do it, it was then back in March, between March and August of 2020, right? And we didn't do that properly. And so the possibility of herd immunity evaporated, all right? Because our leadership was more concerned with things that had nothing to do with human life. Yeah. They don't give two shits. We didn't give two shits either. We wanted to be comfortable people died millions of people died young people old people yeah and that's that's what mass psychosis does it kills off people like very quickly yeah pandemics of the bio 
you know, when we're talking about a pandemic of a virus versus pandemic of the mind, I think the one of the mind is is uh, is more dangerous because it can just continue and continue. And there's no real you know, absolute cure for it. At least with a virus, you stand a chance of finding a cure for it down the road, especially with a crazy ass virus that they lie to you about for 20 or 30 years and tell you that it's not modified to be uh, contractable by humans when there's absolute proof that there is and also that the Chinese government refused access to the database which proves that <laughs> it's even in the book 1984 which is very strange I don't know how it got in there but yeah it, it, the Wuhan lab uh, having dangerous viruses well that's because it's well known that they were going to be testing you know viruses and basically modifying them to see hey look we need to know ahead of time yeah they've been studying them so the virus that got out didn't come from some bat out there in a, in a wet market <laughs> it came from a laboratory as the data proves so china holds a lot of our debt so we can't really point the finger at them that would be a bad political move obviously and so we just blamed on the wet market and, and said hey let's focus on getting the cure out there right you made a mistake big whoop de doo that's what they basically said uh you, you know that's where we are in this world guys you know the lies reign supreme now i want you guys to take a top-down look at um what could possibly be causing our mass psychosis all right and like I was stating earlier, you might point to things like social media. You might point to things like, um, what else? What else is out there? Politics. What else is out there? The internet. Yeah, we, we, we might point, point to even uh, reality TV, <laughs> you know, media, the media as a whole. Um, but this one, this one definitely seems like it's a, uh, a dark hand that guides society and not to go too uh weird into the whole conspiracy theory realm but we're just going to take a look at society itself right the world as we know it is under a new world order we all know this right it, it basically states that you know all the countries trade with each other that are you know in in the uh same uh trade agreements right and uh the u.s is at the top of those countries all right and the reason why the u.s is at the top of those countries is because of world war ii after world war ii the u.s um basically has been positioning itself as the top person all right we have reserve banks in every country and each one of those reserve countries that's you know allied with us they hold the green dollar within it the u.s dollar so there's every incentive for the u.s to stay at the top all right now the u.s as a country is governed under a democratic republic all right that means that we the people have the power right and we elect officials to make decisions but that's not how we're actually run right we run under something that symbols or resembles totalitarianism all right and uh, you're immediately thinking of like those, you know, countries over in the Middle East and South American countries and, you know, those people that we attack left and right, you know, kind of like how Putin's state is, you know, in Russia. Well, we actually are more totalitarian than, than you think. 
All right. So what is totalitarianism? Let's let's dig into that real quick. Okay. So Arthur versus Lewis, right? In his book, the the New Inquisitions, right? Um, he talks about totalitarianism, and he says that, you know, it it's the the modern phenomenon of total centralized state power coupled with the obliteration of individual human rights in the totalized state. There are those in power, and there are the objectified masses, the victims, and that's where we are in the U.S. There are those in power and there are those that are not right when you look at the u.s structure you have governors and, and senators and a president and a judicial system right but even above that you have the feds yeah the bank the guys that control the banks the guys that control the economy and if they control the u.s's economy then they control the world's economy and the feds are not the only entities there are people that you know are in cahoots with the feds all right in every country but we're going to focus on the feds here and also the city of london in uh, the uk in the, under the uh, british empire the uh, british commonwealth all right because they control most of the one most of the money in the world you know we're talking about just between the u.s and the British Commonwealth or the city of London within London within the UK that specific uh, entity um, we're talking about 40% of the world's money 40% between the US and the UK 40% of the, the the money that's circulating in the world so yes that small group of people individuals they control the flow of money in the world and the future and we're under their thumb and that's basically you know where we are in the world how long has it been that way uh we can get into that in this in some other episode but the, the the problem is that when things change they change for the benefit of those at the top they don't change for the benefit for those at the bottom we are numbers and both of the systems the us and the uh uk's operate as a corporation and everything goes by the numbers all right war is not for the good of the people war is a profit game it has always been a profit game all right and so we are at a place where we don't notice how big of a net has been casted over us how thick the steel bars are around us because they're so far away from us all right and so the things that happen within our our steel bars they seem pretty crazy we're just bouncing around you know in our in our craziness in our in our crazy cell all right but the fear and anxiety which is the trigger for our mass psychosis comes from the top down all right we're not creating it ourselves we're just in it all right the things that we allow to happen it's because we're kind of, we're already uh, being affected by a generation before us that's been affected by the mass psychosis, and the next generation will be affected by its own version of mass psychosis. Okay, so we have two to three generations of people that are within an illusion. All right, the fear and anxiety that exists within society—it's enough to divide us all. I mean, look at the U.S. It's a multicultural country, but do we feel like that? Do you feel like you have anything in common with, 
you know, the people of the other races and stuff? Do you all feel like you're American people? Or do you feel like you're your individual person, man, woman, black, white, Hispanic, Chinese, you know, Asian, uh, Indian? You feel like you're just individuals inside of this country vying for the top or vying for whatever. Right. That separationism, you know, we're not the U.S. is, is not a very nationalist type country. No one's coming over here and wearing the American flag. You go to Italy, there's plenty of people wearing the Italian flag. You go to Brazil, there's plenty of people wearing the Brazilian flag. That is not like it's not like that in the U.S. And it's not like that in the U.S. for good reason as far as the, the people at the top. I don't see it as a good reason. <laughs> I don't know about the people listening to this. But, you know, under totalitarian regime, we we tend to think that this as long as we keep the people separated and confused and fearful and under uh you know a panic then they're easy to control you know you got to keep them isolated and fearful or think of all the things that you wouldn't do you would never rebel against the government for fear of what would happen to you right because you feel like you have no power you feel like you as a group of people even have no power right and so that's how I'm trying to point out that, you know, the mass psychosis that happens, it keeps getting ever so close to absolute crazy and chaos and we're suffering and nobody seems to notice. And then yesterday's crazy becomes today's norm. And in order to stop that, the first thing you have to do is recognize it. And then you spread the idea that we are in it and we need to stop it and that's whenever you start to look at things objectively and start to seek truth all right and start to seek unity truth and unity all right so we're under a spell of sorts <laughs> if you look at the way that we've been we've been behaving from uh the 90s till now all right all right so let's quickly recap right we know that or we recognize that we are undergoing some sort of mass psychosis because yesterday's crazy is today's norm. We know that the mass psychosis can be repaired in some way or form, right? We also know that it's being caused by a top-down, you know, umbrella effect, right? And we know that it's not the government itself, it's the entities behind the government, the lobbying those the powerful figures that are behind the economic machine right and so you got to ask yourself how are they doing it indirectly or directly we're not going to discuss whether or not it's directly or not we're just going to i'm just going to give you the tools in which they would use to have this happen all right whether it's indirect or not intentional or unintentional all right i just want you to be able to recognize that there is a mass psychosis and that you need to start to seek some sort of balance or norm come back down to earth right seek the truth and seek unity truth and unity is all we're after here right and with that in mind i want you to think about these tools if you if if there truly is a totalitarian hand that's guiding the uh the democratic republic that we're in and the new world order that we're in um and they're trying to profit off of it, right? The best way to do that, to keep a population in control and dumb and complacent is to instill 
fear and anxiety and isolation. Fear, anxiety, and isolation. Repeat it. Fear, anxiety, and isolation. All right. Fear. Let's start there. All right. Over the past few years, you've seen all kinds of fear, fear mongering, right? Fear of World War Three is the most recent one because we have the war in Ukraine, you know, and the U.S. secretly uh, pushing, you know, Ukraine's back and Russia making a last ditch effort, you know, to snag Ukraine because Russia really only has like 20 years left. China also, their population is uh, deteriorating and their source of income is really the oil and gas. Um, so now or never for Russia, you know, their younger generation doesn't want to fight any more wars and they're going to start leaving. Right. And their population is dwindling China also. All right. So they have every incentive to, to, to fight that war, but they, neither one of those countries want you as a citizen, you know, an innocent person to argue against the war. Right. Just like in the 70s, just like any other time in human history. Right. There's no threat to your freedom right now. You as an American, there's no threat to it. Right. So they want you to be divided on this issue. They want you to be divided on many issues. They want you to see uh, Trump build a wall between, you know, Texas and Mexico and, you know, and the, the southern border, the 2000 mile border and, and be divided on that. And, and not realize that. Building a wall and expensing that makes no sense whatsoever. No physical, a physical wall at that border makes absolutely no sense. Because nobody's really crossing those things. I mean, you can fly over here. You can, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can still just drive through the border. Normal means. All right. Um, they're still trafficking people through weird means boats and and, and and trucks and stuff all right so i mean that's a distraction they want you to you know to be fearful of you know mexican people and hispanic people they tell you that oh they're causing high um health care costs because they're coming over here and they don't have insurance and then they're you know whatever they're having kids or or getting into whatever issues and then they have to go to the hospital and that's driving up health care costs that's a damn lie they're not driving up health care costs that is causing a divide between you and innocent people, people that you sit next to in classrooms, at your workplace. That is racism. That is that is, that is a pathetic, you know, version of nationalism. Also, you even have Mexican people that are born here that are hating Mexican people that are born 50 to 100 miles away. What is that? It is ugly. We need unity. OK. You have Asian people afraid of black people in this country. They're violent crimes against Asian people. Again, those black people were probably misguided. Another fear tactic spread by what? Spread by your president. I mean, I, I've been attacking Trump a lot on this episode, but th that was like the, the beginning of the cartoon era for me. I was like, wow, the cartoon president became the real president. And then cartoonish shit just keeps happening. And then you have like black people attacking Asian people, all racial shit, because the president's like, oh, Chinese this, Chinese that, Chinese this, the Chinese people, they're this, they're that. Really, it's just like th their leader, just their leader, not the people. People are fine. They're depressed. They're they're under a, <laughs> a terrible regime. 
They have this thing in China called lying flat because they noticed that they're under a totalitarian government, just like us, and they decided we're not going to do what you want. We're also going to not do anything. We're just going to do the very bare minimum so that the economy slows the fuck down and we live a peaceful life. There are people that are choosing to literally do the bare minimum so that they can, you know, have a peaceful Sunday. They work nine to six. They, they work six days a week, you know, you know, nine to five, six days a week, sometimes more than that. They work more than we do, honestly. And uh, they're doing a the bare minimum to cover their bills and stuff just so they can, you know, enjoy a day in a park. That's real Chinese people. Right. If they want to get married, they got to buy property and the property that they're buying is empty and unbuilt. Imagine you bought a house and it only has the wood part. No drywall, no flooring, no HVAC. No doors, no windows, nothing. It's just a shell. And also, it's not a home. It's it's an apartment inside of a giant building where all the floors are unfinished because the real estate market is garbage over there. Yeah, China has 20 years left. You can Google all of this and YouTube it. That's what they're living under. Chinese people are innocent too, right? We, we don't need any more hate. We need unity. And, you know, when you're under a totalitarian rule, or secret totalitarian rule, fear is one of the best tactics. And then when you're fearful of every goddamn thing, you're, you're fearful of the person that your, your neighbor, the person sitting next to you in the classroom, right? The person sitting next to you at work, the person sitting next to you on a bus, on a train that you walk past down the street, the cash reg, the cashier person, you know, the, the cab driver, the person at 7-Eleven, the gas station. You know, when you look at a, a person from the Middle East who, who comes to this country and tries to start a business and you say, oh, because of 9-11, I need to start fearing this person. Oh, because of the war in Iraq and all of these, uh, you know, heinous, uh, you know, um, misaccusations of people with beards. <laughs> you know, everybody's a terrorist all of a sudden. Everybody who's Muslim is, is treated as like, you know, they're the worst fucking villain on earth. That's. They're trying to divide us. They're peaceful people. Whenever, you know, Pearl Harbor happened, you know, the people fear Japanese people. We got to stop being ignorant, right? That's how you easily control people is, is through their ignorance and, and through isolation. They want you now to be, you know, completely engorged in TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and all these other like weird social media things that uh, shorten your attention span. They don't want you to know anything about the rest of the world. Luckily, they're not censoring too much information about the rest of the world. And the rest of the world is already censoring information. China's internet is locked. Russia's internet is locked. Shit doesn't get out. They use something called a Yandex. It's, it's their version of Google. All right. And uh, hardly any information gets out of there. All right. So you got to stop with the uh, with the separatists. You know, you got to stop being, you know, so afraid of everybody and afraid of every goddamn thing that they want you to be afraid of. The media has its own agenda. All right. They got straight, straight people versus gay people. Now they got man versus woman. Now. All right. You have a whole generation of, you know, adults that are entering into the adult world that are using dating apps instead of talking to each other. They're showing up to places to people that they, they normally don't even wouldn't even talk to because of an app because everybody's lying on these apps and creating these weird facades instead of having congregations or meetups or whatever 
you know, actually socializing with people. We're all, you know, afraid of rejection. We're all afraid of all these things. All right. It's a competition between genders now. And and I'm not even talking about like the whole like, uh, you know, um, how do I put this? Where you come up with your own gender, whatever the term is for that. Uh, or if you don't have a gender at all, I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about between men and women. All right. That's a, that's a different topic. You know, identifying as whatever you want. That's another distraction for you. All right. If you want to do that, go ahead and do that. But why is it so prevalent in the media? Why is a gender war so prevalent in the media? Why is that we're supposed to hate um, Middle Eastern people? Why is it that we're supposed to hate black people or Asian people? You know, why? Why do we have to hate? Are we not a multicultural country or not? On 4th of July, is that the only day that we all wear the American flag? And actually, I don't, I don't see very many people doing that. I remember when I was a kid, we used to go to uh, Old Navy and get the, the latest year version of their uh, American flag t-shirt for Independence Day. I'm sure a lot of you you guys remember doing that. You know, like you wore the, the flag and you, you let off the fireworks and you ate that red, white, and blue popsicle that messed up your face. Yeah. Yeah, and you were just out there lighting fireworks with somebody of a different race, different culture on the same block. All right, we need to go back to that. If it if it exists in other places, we need more of it. All right. If you're if you're a, a black person, Chinese person, uh, you know, a Middle Eastern person, and you live in a town with mostly white people, then you need to you need to you know also recognize that you know you're different, but you're also the same because you're in, under the same flag, and they don't want you to feel like that nowadays. They want you to feel like you're lower class than somebody else. When the reality is, is that the, the white person sitting next to you is probably of the same economic status as you. And they don't feel like they're better than you. They don't. But the narrative wants you to feel like that, you know, that that's the case. All right. So, you know, unity is the enemy of totalitarianism. They don't want the people to unite. You know, when you're under a democratic republic like we are. You're supposed to actually have that form of unity. And if the country was actually run as it, as such, then that would be encouraged. But it isn't. It really isn't. You see it in, in politics all day. You see it in the media, which has to follow the narrative of politics. Right. Emasculation of men and, you know, portraying women as overly masculine and independent, uh, dividing the household. Right. You know, uh. Everybody has to work, you know, there's no system of having uh, men or women, you know, having paternity or maternity leave. Everybody has to split the bill for, for child care because we need somebody else to take care of our child. The family's broken up. You know, we don't really take care of grandma and grandpa anymore. We send them off to old people's home and that's cost a million dollars. That comes out of their uh, pension and stuff. And that pension doesn't get passed on to the next generation. There's no wealth transfer anymore. There's no business handed down to, to son and, and, and daughter. There's, there's none of that anymore. All right. So. All you're left with is the fear and anxiety and isolation. You sit in your apartment, you know, you're, you're wherever you are. And at this point, it's not even just your apartment. It's the room inside of an apartment inside of a city, you know, that you share with three other people. 
you know, three other couples because it's too expensive to afford a place on your own, right? It's too expensive to even put a down payment on a house. It's going to take you like a decade just to do that if the market doesn't pull the rug out from underneath you, you know, and you still have your student loan debt to, uh, that you know, enslave you for a good like 20 to 30 years. That's your new house. Your, your student loan debt is your new house, you know. And so you become, you know, this isolated person who's doing well, graduates college, lives in his room inside of the apartment that he shares with his friends, has whatever kind of special vehicle that he wants to distract himself with, right? Purses, $1,500 purses, you know, from whatever brand and the luxury apartment, the dog, the giant dog that has its own couch. The dog that's now your child and then the plants that line your windows that are now your your pet all right the the 14 different subscriptions that you have to distract you and all of these wild roller coaster of shows that show the extremes and then you live out those extremes in public and then the friday night comes and then you go on your millions of dates because you have 5 billion people on your app now to swipe through instead of actually interacting with people. You walk down your street and there's small businesses there. There are people there that run those businesses. You don't really know those people. You know, you, They don't know your name or anything unless you frequent those places. Uh, the lady that lives, you know, a few apartments down, you don't know her, right? The, the, the other couple that lives like three or four apartments down, their kids, you don't know them. You're all separate. You're all divided. There's no community anymore. All right. And that's where we are. And so you're literally looking at a dystopian, you know, society that we're in. Very dystopian. And it doesn't look that way because it's painted in fancy colors. You know, the fancy colors is, you know, I, I have my $1,500 purse. I have my BMW. I have my luxury apartment. I have my dog. I have my 15 dates lined up for the weekend. I have my 14 subscriptions to, uh, you know, whatever I have food delivered to my house. I have my groceries delivered. I don't even have to interact with people, right? I can work from home. I can isolate myself as much as possible, right? When I go on vacation, I don't even really have to interact with people. I can just rent a hotel room, a tiny house out in the middle of a forest someplace and do whatever. I can go do drugs in another state. I can do whatever, right? And that's where we're at in the world. We're definitely under some sort of mass psychosis because this cannot be normal. Isolation, fear, and anxiety cannot be normal. You know, we have an opioid crisis. We have people that are taking pain meds to hide behind, you know, what they're actually feeling. And we make fun of, of mental illness here in this, in this country. It's a joke. We have we hardly have any ways for you to get treated treatment and even if you do want to get treatment you can't get treated treated by somebody who you think that you can trust for instance if you want to go seek therapy right now there are tons of ai therapists right and there are tons of online therapists well if you are indian or bangladeshi or i don't know syrian do you think you can find a therapist who's of your race or culture or whatever? If you're black, American, if you're African, if you're Caribbean, if you're um, 
Caribbean Hispanic, if you're Central American, if you're South American, you think you're going to find a therapist who understands your culture? It's culture is very important to, to the therapy process. Everybody can fall under mental illness. But working towards that, you have to summon up the courage. And sometimes it means sitting in front of somebody who understands you first. Yeah, we don't even have that. Yeah, so that's where we're at right now. We're at a place where we're in a, a umbrella of a company. The company is disguised as a country. And all of these employees of this country, right, are isolated in their cubicles. Right. So the answer to that is truth and unity. Right. Being real, telling the truth and and also standing up for it. And also not being afraid to shake a hand, not being afraid to talk to somebody, not being afraid to be there for somebody that doesn't look like you and doesn't speak like you. Right. The unity has to be the answer to the to the to the puzzle. And it starts with that. It's not it's not the be all end all, but it is a start. All right. And so today's episode is about the mass psychosis that we have to start recognizing. I'm John Nothing. And it's the end of the podcast. Thanks. Next week. Um, we have for you uh, the weird, weird um, zoning laws, <laughs> the real estate market that is affecting the next generation and what what the next generation has, you know, to look forward to. All right. I'm John. Nothing. I'm out.